Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in. It's another edition of March to Match Day as Atlanta United prepares to host the Colorado Rapids on Wednesday night at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. First midweek league match of the season, and it maybe comes at a good time, maybe comes at a bad time. Depends on your perspective here. It's good to get back on the field immediately after a poor performance. And the match against Charlotte over the weekend was a poor performance. Also, it's not good to have a series of games in a short period of time when you are getting guys healthy, trying to get your Yakamakis back to full fitness. You don't have a normal training week to help prepare him for that. You've lost Amar Sadich now for a period of time. Not sure how long. Calf injury that was disclosed by Gonzalo Pineda today speaking to the media the day before the match. We knew there was an issue for Sadich in the first half. I didn't think he was going to be able to continue. Mateus Hosechi had gotten up to warm up, but Sadich uh, battled on and continued to play into the second half. And sounds like a calf issue. We don't know the severity of it as of yet. Another thing coming out of this one is that Atlanta United will not have left-back Andrew Gutman or left-back slash left-winger Caleb Wiley. Wiley away with the USU 20 team, as is Colorado Rapids forward Darren Yappy. But Andrew Gutman red-carded in the second half against Charlotte, shirt pull in the 18, uh, found to be denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, dog show, something we talk about a lot. So he was sent off because he didn't make a play on the ball. The penalty was given. It's not a double jeopardy situation because a, a play was not made on the ball. And Gutman will miss the match on Wednesday. He'll be back on Saturday to face the Chicago Fire on the road. We'll get there with March to Match Day on Friday. So no Andrew Gutman. We will start here in terms of discussing this match 
What does Atlanta United do from a formation and from a left back slash left wing back position? One, I, I don't think wing back's going to come into the equation uh, because of the short week, because of the lack of training time to prepare playing in a 3-4-3 or 3-5-2, uh, which could turn into a 5-4-3 or a 5-2-3 or a 5-3-2. Uh, you're not going to be in the position to do that, in my opinion. Could you do a hybrid version of that? Yes, if Luis Abram is the option at left back. He is more of a center back, although he's played some left back. He would stay home more than an Andrew Gutman would or a traditional fullback option would. Uh, so it'd be a little bit of a lopsided 4-3-3. It'd be a little bit of a hybrid three-center back setup. I think that's the most unlikely possibility just because we haven't seen it here. We've seen Aiden McFadden play left back for Atlanta United 2 and with the first team in preseason. We've seen Ronald Hernandez play as a left back, and Ronald Hernandez is the most likely plug-and-play situation here where you're not changing anything else. We'll find out when the lineups come out, but that would be my assumption, and it was when we talked on Saturday night on the full-time report. Uh, and also, thanks again to Jarrett Smith for filling in for me for uh, so I could jump down to the field to call the Unified match, which was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully you had a chance to check that broadcast out at atlutd.com slash live. Uh, also on the YouTube page and, and many other places. It was a lot of fun. Uh, please support the Atlanta United Unified team whenever you get the chance. Okay, so left back, you're going to have to have somebody replace there. Hernandez is the safe bet. McFadden would be the other possibility. Uh, Abram would be the wild card of the trio in terms of making that change. So that's the the tactical slash lineup issue that's the biggest one coming into this. Uh, the other is the idea of intensity slash urgency um, slash effort. I mean, we can throw a bunch of words around because I think people have used them interchangeably when maybe that's not the best way to put it. Here's two clips from Gonzalo Pineda today at media availability talking about that issue, urgency, and when it is needed. The first one was in response to Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, um, to kind of start the conversation. And the second one was part of an answer that then went back to urgency. And I wanted to include that as well. So here are two clips from Gonzalo Pineda about urgency this in this match and what he hasn't seen in previous matches. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm happy that you use that word because I use intensity and it's, it's the first word that came to my mind and I was more looking for urgency and that's what I told the players. It's not that there's no effort or there's no you know, intensity. It's, it's that lack of urgency that I see uh, in the opponents and they wanted a little bit more. That's, uh, that's, that's what I told them. Uh, reflecting on the film today, we, we watch a couple of the attacking actions we had and you can see when we start to unbalance Charlotte especially in the first 30 minutes of the game uh, they all like eight nine players inside the box plus the goalkeeper so ten players inside the box they just sprint back and get in those areas making it really really hard to to play a, a, a through ball or a, or a cutback or something because they just clock there is emergency mode they just sprint back so we need to 
uh, try to play with the same type of emergency or urgency to whether it's attacking or defending. They put a lot of numbers inside the box. We have to put also a lot of numbers inside the box and be more patient in, in, in how we attack, more dangerous areas. So, so we need to put all that together because it's not lack of effort. It's not like that. That's, that's what I was telling you. Normally, the intensity in the training sessions is pretty good, pretty high. We're actually very, very happy uh, about that. It's that sense of urgency. So maybe, you know, being in third place, second place, starting of the season very good, and then maybe a little complacency. And then the opponents, they come with everything against us. So it's a little bit of that, and I think it's fixable. We talk about that as a group. Uh, we show clips that probably prove that, and I expect a better response tomorrow. We talk about that, and we said something very interesting, uh, you know, when we talk about the urgency and that. It's very easy to show urgency when we are... Uh, down a goal or down a man, kind of, that, that hurts you. Can we have the same sense of urgency when we have, we are 11 11 from the first whistle and don't concede anything in behind and then try to be more proactive with, with uh, it's a little bit of an extra boost, extra run, extra, a little bit of something. Can we have that uh, since the beginning of the game? That's what we discussed. So it's about uh, getting the same urgency that we show probably after the third goal and being a man down. Jack who enters the game and then suddenly it, it, it felt like we could have gotten the second goal and then we had some momentum to score a fantastic goal again on the last minute of the game and, and, and you know uh, it felt like that because with one man down we, we were so aggressive so so trying to uh, impact the game in any way possible right so can we show that when we're 11 11 first whistle and, and show that sense of urgency and, and that's that's the key to me. We have to come back to that sense of urgency since the beginning of the game and, and be consistent. Also at today's media availability, Atlanta United goalkeeper Quentin Westberg spoke to the media. And I asked Quentin about something I talked about on Atlanta Soccer tonight on Monday night. The lulls in play that just happen in, in games. They happen for every team around the world where – in Atlanta United's case, it feels like they happen is after having match control but not getting anything to show from it, uh, whether that's just because of not putting chances on goal, not creating chances, big saves happening, and you have that kind of deflating either, either moment or it's something that happens over a period of time and how the team handles those. Different teams around the world do it different ways, uh, as we talked about on AST. Some teams will drop numbers behind the ball and kind of hold on till the end of the half. Some will double down on getting numbers forward. Some will try to keep possession in less dangerous places and kind of slow the game down, but maintain their level of control. Here's Quentin Westberg with his thoughts on how Atlanta United can and should handle those lulls in energy, control, intensity, urgency, the thing that it happens in a 90-minute match in different portions of it. Here's Quentin on how Atlanta United can handle those. That's, that's exactly it. That's understanding when we need to be impatient and when we need to be in full control. That's the, that's, that's the tricky part because, yes, we have an unbelievable fan base. We have an unbelievable set up at, at the bands and we want to be front-footed and we want to be in the opponent's box or in the opponent's final third for most of the game and when you're 0-0 after 30 minutes you're all right you know it's not it's not like 
the game is out of hand or out of control and even at 0-1 is still very much manageable and, and this is understanding that a season is long that yes a game is short term and it's 90 minutes and every game is, is a separate story but the ongoing principles and the understanding that yes maybe earlier in the season we can be we could be front footed and we would convert our chances really easily sometimes you struggle and sometimes you just need to break down the opponents and if the if your only clear chance is going to come in the 80th minute it's going to come because you've been so overwhelming and because you've been spreading them open and as soon as one guy is tired and sick of running after the ball and he creates a little space this is where you kill so it's being, it's being very clinical in understanding the moments and I'm not losing patience because, as I said, I think the, 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 the idea that we are an overwhelming team is very much present and that opponents adapt to that now and, and they get ready to that. And, and now on our, stand, uh, on our side, it's understanding that patient is key and, and sticking to our, our playing principle is key also. Let's take a look at the opposition on Wednesday night, the Colorado Rapids. They come into this match 2-4-6 and six on the season, 12 points. Uh, both of those wins have been on the road. They have not picked up a win at home as of yet, which is a very strange situation that is rarely repeated in Major League Soccer. Robin Frazier, their head coach, spoke to the media after their loss to Philadelphia over the weekend. And first, here is Frazier speaking about the match and, and where things are at the moment for the Colorado Rapids coming out of that loss. Uh, we were poor. We were poor to start the game. Um, I think Philadelphia made it tough for us to get into any kind of rhythm. But at the end of the day, uh, we, just, we just weren't particularly sharp on the night, sharp with the ball. That left us in a lot of defending situations. We didn't defend particularly well. Uh, but my message to them was the urgency that we saw in the last 30 minutes. We need to see that from the beginning. Uh, they know that. That's what they've been doing for a number of weeks now. So today, uh, I'd certainly like to think is an aberration. Next up from Robin Frazier after the loss to Philadelphia on Saturday night. Question was asked about Connor Ronan. Connor scored the Rapids goal from the penalty spot. I think he's been Colorado's most consistent performer. He had a huge day against the LA Galaxy back on May 6th with all three assists in that one. Four assists on the year, the one goal from Saturday night, 12 starts. Ronan came over from Wolves in the offseason and is a player who Look, might fly under the radar a little bit because he's not the flashiest of, of signings, but he has been incredibly effective for the Rapids. Here's his coach, Robin Frazier, talking about Connor Ronan. He's really intelligent. Connor's a really intelligent player. Uh, and he also plays with an extremely high level of intensity or engagement. Maybe that's a better way to put it. <clears throat> So when you have an intelligent player who's always engaged, he oftentimes just knows where he needs to be based on the positioning of the others and the movement of others. Uh, and he has, he has been good for us in so many ways throughout the year. Different times he's been more of an attacking player. Different times he's helped to start attacks. Different times he's um, defended really well. So he's been able to help us in a number of different ways. And uh, I, the, 
the question about how does he adapt to the, the rotating players and that it really comes down to his intelligence and his awareness. For more information on the Colorado Rapids, make sure you check out the interview that I did with Matt Pollard of Burgundy Wave and many other outlets. Matt has been an expert covering the Colorado Rapids for a number of years. One of the really good guys in American soccer on the media side. So make sure you check that out. It's on the Off the Woodwork podcast folder. You can check it out on the Odyssey app as well or at 9290game.com. So, a little more on the Rapids in terms of numbers. This is a team that is not producing in the attacking half the way that the numbers might lead you to believe that they should. This is a team that in their last four games is fourth in Major League Soccer in expected goals, 11th in goals scored. They're first in shots on goal and first in big chances created. That's in their last four games. Over the season, they are second in big chances created, eighth in chances created overall, ninth in shots on goal, but 22nd in goals scored. That has been the number one issue for this Colorado Rapids team. And on the road where they have had more success than they've had at home, this is generally a team that will go more conservative. And that tracks with what we've seen from the Rapids over the years at at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, they played there in 2019, and it was an incredibly defensive performance. Um, the last of the Anthony Hudson era for the Rapids, uh, maybe contributing to it, maybe not. Some of the comments that Hudson made after the game, uh, basically saying he didn't have a roster that was good enough to compete, um, didn't help his case. Uh, 2017 at Bobby Dodd Stadium, it was a 1-0 win for Atlanta United, just like that 2019 win. The Rapids have not scored in the state of Georgia in a match before. Um, this is a team, though, that beat Atlanta last year 3-0 at Dick Sporting Goods Park. And that was the only loss in the first five for Atlanta United in 2022. And it was a game that, if you remember, Osvaldo Alonso was held out as a precaution at that time. I uh, believe had an irregular heartbeat. He was sent for follow-up evaluation, kept out of the game, and Atlanta struggled. And that Alonso was a big part of Atlanta's early success in those first five, 3-1-1, and 3-0-1 in the games that he played, and he did not factor in in Commerce City. And it showed. It, it was a, a bad day for Atlanta United. Diego Rubio had a big day in that one and he has had a lot of success against Atlanta United over the years and he's coming off of a career year 16 goals seven assists in 2022 for Rubio one goal three assists on the season and all of those are in the last five games for the Rapids talisman and I think he is the talisman for this team it's a team that will probably play in something resembling a 5-3-2, although it'll be pretty fluid, might look a little more like a 5-2-3. With a line of five, uh, three center backs, Lalas Abubakar, Andreas Maxu, and Danny Wilson. Wingbacks, Keegan Rosenberry is questionable. I think he starts if he's able. Sam Nicholson likely starts. Anthony Markanich is probably going to get the start if Rosenberry can't. He started over the weekend. So that line of five will then be supported in midfield by Connor Ronan and who? Brian Acosta is listed as questionable. Is it Danny Leva again? He's played six games this season. 
one start. That start was for the Colorado Rapids last time out. He's on loan from Seattle. Uh, will he get the opportunity, or will it be someone else? The front three, and this is why you want to call it 5-2-3, 5-3-2. It's all the same. The front three is incredibly fluid with Kevin Cabral, with Jonathan Lewis, with Diego Rubio, potentially Michael Barrios to get the start, although he's kind of turned into a super sub. 11 appearances, four starts this season. Cabral is wildly hit or miss. He's had some incredible performances, and he's had some misses that, that leave you shaking your head. Lewis has kind of had that as well, although he is in a good stretch at the moment. Four goals in his last four games in all competitions. Uh, two goals, or one goal, sorry, in his MLS season so far. And he's got U.S. men's national team experience, Jonathan Lewis, but the inconsistency is what has kept him from becoming elite. And you could say that for the, all three of the Colorado attackers. But as we said, this is a team that, they're second behind Atlanta in switches of play in Major League Soccer. They create a ton of chances, and they've been really creating chances, and not just any chances, big chances as of late. They're not going to be phased by being on the road. I think this is a team that is comfortable putting numbers behind the ball and playing on the break. This is a team that's comfortable and not needing a whole lot of work to build up chances. This is a team that probably will come into Mercedes-Benz Stadium and play with at least a line of five and two holding midfielders. Do they get even more conservative than that? It's possible. But this is a team that's going to put numbers behind the ball. Atlanta's going to have to display the urgency that Gonzalo Pineda talked about, also the patience that Quentin Westberg talked about. If the goal, if the breakthrough comes late, it doesn't really matter when it happens, does it? The go-ahead goal, you'd love for it to be in the first minute. But if the go-ahead goal happens in the 85th, the three points are the same. And Atlanta can't get shaky if it takes a while to break down teams. Nashville, even at home, is a team that's going to put numbers behind the ball. Saw that. Miami, even at home, is a team that's going to put numbers behind the ball. Saw that. Charlotte. A team on the road, going to put numbers behind the ball. Saw that. Atlanta's going to get better at dealing with it. And, and I really go back to what Westberg said about patience. And I really think that is a huge issue here. And the impatience isn't coming out enforcing things or you know taking long shots. Like Maybe it did at times last year. It's coming out, I think, in a frustration and maybe a sullenness of we can't break this team down. What do we do now? And it, it kind of grips the team at times. And, and we've seen opponents. I mean, Charlotte, first shot of the game is the goal. They really didn't do much other than that in the first half. That still counts the same as if they controlled the half and had 20 shots and, and the goalkeeper stands on his head and makes 10 saves and, and only one gets in. Counts just the same. And Atlanta's got to be able to handle those moments. Uh, don't let the noise twist you into the idea that this team is not trying, that this team is not working hard. Those elements of it. That's not the case. It's the moments in games. It's the momentum swings in games. It's not converting on their chances, frankly, and that's maybe the biggest issue, bigger than the impatience, is go back to 
some of these games, Miami, Machop Chol with a chance. Last weekend, it was Luis Adarujo with a chance, and there was a great cross that Gonzalo Pineda talked about that Brooks Lennon put into the perfect spot, and it's, it's just the slightest of touches from Christian Kalina. There was a, a cutback from Luis Adarujo that should have been put on goal. It wasn't. These are, are things that are allowing this team to get punished, and that's real. And that's, I mean, that's a real thing that's happening in these games. And Atlanta has to handle things better. They can't look at the form guide. They can't look at things from previous games and bring them to the table here. This is a match on a Wednesday night where sometimes these midweek games can be slow burners. It can take a while to get going. Guys still have some heavy legs from the weekend. Uh, wherever you can have some fresh legs, I think those players can be very, very impactful. Yorgos Yakimakis, is he ready to start yet? Probably not. But how much can he give? Because every time he's on the field, I think you're getting impactful play. And you're getting that urgency. He demands the urgency. And he's greatly needed and greatly missed when he's not in the team. And I think that shows. And it's not just because of his quality in the 18. It is the intangibles, those things that are hard to quantify. Urgency is one of them. And I think Yorgos Yakamakis transmits that to his teammates. And it comes off as a really good thing for this team. You've got to handle those lulls in play, though, where things aren't going your way, where the opponent has a good run of momentum, where their goalkeeper makes a couple of big plays, where somebody nutmegs one of your players and creates a big chance. You've got to handle those lulls that can happen after that. Don't let it be long. Don't let it be a strong lull for the other side. Don't let it be something that hurts you. Manage it. And that's something this team has to do. And yes, when you don't have Brad Kazan on the field, you don't have that big voice. Others have to find a way, whether it's through their play or with their mouth, to transmit the urgency, but also the patience when needed. Those are two things that are very different, isn't it? And it's two things that you have to balance I think in this game if you are constantly playing with 100% urgency for 90 minutes you're going to wear yourself out if you are constantly playing at a slower pace than the opponent or those lulls you're getting punished you're going to struggle you've got to find the balance of knowing when to be impatient when to maintain control as Quentin Westberg said Thank you so much to Gonzalo Pineda and Quentin Westberg for speaking to the media today. Also, thank you to the Colorado Rapids for making Robin Frazier's postgame availability from the weekend uh, available for all of us to hear. Um, thanks for, I think, for from all of them, really thoughtful answers to questions. Uh, it was really interesting putting this game together because you heard Robin Frazier talk about urgency. You heard Gonzalo Pineda talk about urgency. It's a tough thing to battle when you get into this portion of the season where you're starting to hit a little bit of that grind and now a midweek game on top of that. Who handles finding that urgency is probably who's going to come out with a result at the Benz on Wednesday night. You'll hear Mike Conti and I start to talk about this one on 92.9 The Game, obviously earlier in the day. Uh, Dukes and Bell will be at the Benz on Wednesday. I'll be on with them at some point in the show. But then 7 o'clock, five stripes countdown, 7.39 is the kickoff time. 
you can listen to our broadcast on 92.9 The Game, on the Odyssey app, on the Atlanta United app, also on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass. You can choose the home radio option there. Full-time report will follow the final whistle for an hour to break everything down. And hopefully it is a more exciting and positive and joy-filled full-time report after this one. But that's where we are in this point in the season right now. Atlanta United need some points. They need some positivity. They need a good result. More than that, they need a good performance against the Colorado Rapids on Wednesday. We'll find out how it goes, and then we'll be back with March to Match Day on Friday to get you ready for the trip to Chicago and Soldier Field to face the Fire, who are in Charlotte on Wednesday night. Thanks for hanging out with me on another edition of March to Match Day. See you all soon. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.